This episode of Lunch with Legs is proud to sponsor the Mason-Dixie Burlesque Tour, featuring Ula Uberbusen, Deanna Danger, and Hazel Honeysuckle. To learn more about these fabulous ladies and this excellent tour, please check them out online at masondixieburlesque.com. They are currently touring and will be touring through March 8th, so if you are in Houston, Dallas, St. Louis, Lexington, Nashville, or Asheville, please be sure to check them out. Hey everybody, thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode of Lunch with Legs. Legs Malone here wishing you all a very warm hello and how the hell are ya? I am so excited to be bringing today's episode to you. This past summer, I went out to that magical, mystical place called Coney Island, and I was very fortunate to interview some of the main players who make Coney Island USA possible. For those of you who are curious, there's Coney Island, which is the former island in Brooklyn. It used to, actually did used to be an island until it got filled in and became part of the Brooklyn uh, landmass. But there's also Coney Island USA, which is a nonprofit's arts organization, which is the subject of today's episode. I am so excited to share this with you, uh, and please know that there will be at least one more Coney episode to come. Unfortunately, I had a sound issue and wasn't able to include all of the interviews that I had that day. Just a few announcements before we dive on in to today's episode. You may recall, for those of you who are regular listeners to Lunch with Legs, back in episode 29, I interviewed the fabulous Kristen Corvette of Sluttist.com. During that interview, she talks about organizing a festival of witches, and I am thrilled to say that that show, now called Legacy of the Witch, is happening this coming weekend. Straight from the witch's mouth, (laughs) Kristen's mouth herself, or rather her fingers, this is what she emailed me, Here is a little description about the show for those of you who may find yourselves in Brooklyn this weekend. And by this weekend, I mean Saturday, no, I'm sorry, Sunday, March 29th, 2015. Legacy of the Witch is a feminist music, art, and burlesque festival put on by the sex-positive feminist website Sluttist at St. Vitus Bar, or Vitus, my apologies if I'm mispronouncing that, on March 29th. Historically, women who challenged and threatened the patriarchal status quo were branded witches, similar to the way women are now labeled sluts. We are reclaiming the power in these words that are emblematic of feared female power over the course of one magic night. In addition to performers and installation art, there will be speakers, vendors, palm and tarot readers, DJs, and a whole lot of witchy creative women on hand all night long. If you guys are interested in attending, please do go visit sluttist.com for all info, including ticket price, ticket availability, and who you will be able to find there. Spoiler alert, I'll be there. <laughs> please do go check it out if you wish. And sluttist.com is just an amazing website, period. Just go visit it anyway, even if you can't make the show. A huge thanks to all who are donating to the podcast 
it is truly without your support that we could not do what we do. So thank you, thank you, thank you, even to some of these smaller denominations, even if it's just $5. Thank you so much. Dave and I are most grateful for what you are giving. If you wish to give, if you want to check out a little bit more, including some back episodes, please do go visit our website at lunchwithlegs.com. If you are streaming us on iTunes, thank you, thank you, thank you. Please do go leave us a rating and review. Your input and your feedback not only helps us keep this positive fresh and clean, but it also helps us raise uh, in visibility and in rankings on the iTunes website. So any and all feedback is most appreciated. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, on to today's episode. So I first came to know Coney Island back in 2007 when I was booked for a show. I was booked somewhat last minute, and I remember being so excited that I was finally being able to perform on Coney Island's very famous stage. And I was indeed booked for a show at their hallowed sideshow theater for Burlesque at the Beach. Coney has brought me so much over the years, including love, friendship, and truly incredible memories, and I know that I am not alone. Coney has held a unique place in the popular imagination for over a century now, and despite the land since being pillaged by Thor equities and the weaselly ways of corrupt council members that reduced the public amusement area from 26 acres to a measly nine or so, the true spirit of Coney endures, and as Coney Island USA's mission statement attests, Coney Island USA exists to defend the honor of American popular culture through innovative exhibitions and performances. Presenting and producing exciting new works, our approach is rooted in mass culture and the traditions of P.T. Barnum, dime museums, burlesque, circus sideshows, vaudeville, and Coney Island itself. Preserving and championing a set of uniquely American visual and performing art forms, we seek to create an international forum for cultural preservation and discourse, and where Coney Island represents these impulses, we strive to make it once again a center for live art and entrepreneurial spirit. This coming Saturday is their annual gala. If you are tuning in after the gala, and the date of the gala is Saturday, March 28, 2015, if the gala has indeed passed, fret not. You can support them if you feel free to do so from afar by donating money through their website at ConeyIsland.com or CIUSA.com. I'll have links for all of these in the blog post at LunchWithLegs.com, so please do go check it out if you wish. For those of you who are interested and can make it to their upcoming gala, you probably already know that all proceeds of the Spring Gala go towards directly funding Coney Island USA's innovative arts programming, and this includes Coney Island Circus Sideshow, the Mermaid Parade, Burlesque at the Beach, the Coney Island Museum, and the Coney Island Film Festival, to name just a few. Please join them for a sword-swallowing, snake-charming, tassel-twirling, non-profits arts-loving good time. Coney Island USA Spring Gala is just about the most fun you can legally have while still supporting the arts. And again, if you can't make it, you can always support them on their website, or better yet, become a member. I haven't checked what that fee is. I want to say there's different levels. I want to say the lowest is $35, although I could be wrong. Do please check out their website to be sure. And that is an amazing way to support their work. 
This episode is in no way all-inclusive of all the souls whose hard work and dedication give Coney Island USA its amazing life. My sincerest apologies to my friend and CIUSA manager, main brain Patrick Wall, whose interview was too quiet to include, but trust and rest assured that I will be sure to return this summer to redo a full series of interviews with as many people as I can, Patrick included, along with the sitting members of this summer's Coney Island Circus Sideshow. So go ahead, get comfortable, pour yourself a cup of something good, allow your mind to travel to sunny summertime in beautiful Coney Island, USA, and get ready for our episode on Coney Island's own founder and artistic director, Dick Ziggin, and official photographer, Norman Blake. playground of the world. There was no place like it in the whole world, like Coney Island when I was a youngster. No place in the world like it. It was so fabulous. Mr. Dick Ziggin, what a pleasure it is to have you sitting in front of me in this beautiful booth in the Freak Show Bar. How are you? Hi, Legs. I'm having a great time eating lunch with you. (laughs) It's the most delicious proverbial lunch either of us have ever had, I think. Yes. Scrumptious. (laughs) So before I take a big bite and Mm -hmm. can talk and chew at the same time, Mm -hmm. what did you want to talk about? I would love to talk about your baby that we are currently sitting in, Coney Island, USA, in this building. It's not a baby anymore. No, it's Coney not. Island, it's USA adult. is 34 years old. It's a wow. middle-aged adult. It talks back. It slaps <laughs> me around and sometimes it asks for money, just like a child. <laughs> How, can you tell us a little bit about what was it like starting this organization out here and how it's been to witness its what it's become. I mean, you guys have certainly had your... Well, it's a long history. I showed up in Coney Island personally in the late 70s. Um, The original idea was a lot more modest than what it turned into. I was looking for a loft at Coney Island. Um, Figured I would do um, an occasional off-off-Broadway production maybe twice a year for a couple of weeks. Otherwise was just looking for an artist loft. Uh, one thing led to another, and then there was a mermaid parade, then there was a building. We got evicted from that building. Then uh, this wonderful 97-year-old building, which um, we got landmarked and we purchased, and then we bought the building next door. And uh, 34 years into it, we operate on a budget of spending about $1.1 million annually on the arts at the beach. Wow, God bless it. I mean, you guys are such an important fixture and anchor for so many people, especially the artistic community out here. It's such a special, special place. People talk about the magic of Coney Island all the time, and the fabulous shows that go on here. You guys have the only... Was it the only fixed freak show in America? Well, uh, ongoing... uh, full-fledged ten-in-one circus sideshow in a traditional context, which would either be uh, on the side, being a sideshow of a circus, or on the side of an amusement park. Um, 
we lay claim to being one of the originators of the new burlesque movement, uh, the sideshow revival, um, tattoo culture. So if you're a parent and your kids are getting tattoos and you want to blame that on somebody, blame it on us. It is quite a huge subculture. Uh, and it's grown. The biggest change in shock for me is how mainstream and accepted uh, it's become and how there is this new generation that's heavily tattooed and uh, grew up assuming that uh, burlesque and tattoos and sideshows and weirdness are acceptable parts of American culture, which wasn't the case 30 years ago. Absolutely. I mean, they're all classically low arts. And now you can get PhDs in these low arts. Can you believe it? God bless it. I couldn't be happier. (laughs) Um, You mentioned the Mermaid Parade. For those uh, who are listening who have no idea what the Mermaid Parade is, please listen to these next things because you need to go. You need to go. Tell us about the Mermaid Parade, how you came up with it, how it's been, what what the structure is. We're in a neighborhood where the streets are named Mermaid Avenue and Neptune Avenue. Um, When we got started in the early 80s, we had done a couple of shows and gotten some press and some attention and a following in the arts community. But within our neighborhood, um, we didn't have enough money to rent a building. And we wanted to make a very clear statement at least one day a year about what an arts organization at Coney Island stood for. So we wanted to take over the neighborhood one day a year. And I naively went to the community board and the local politicians and uh, the powers that be and applied for a permit to do a f- annual 4th of July parade. And they laughed at me because 4th of July was the busiest day of the year. But they were uh, cooperative and said, pick any other day other than the 4th of July. So I looked on the calendar, decided that we would celebrate the summer solstice because I'm overeducated with some fancy <laughs> degrees and understand world culture. We brought in uh, summer solstice celebrations, particularly in West Africa, yes. focus on Mama Water. And uh, once we made up the name Mermaid Parade, people were laughing before even the first parade happened because uh, how do mermaids march? Um, But we set out goals in the neighborhood with streets named Mermaid and Neptune to teach mythology to kids who really didn't know mythology, um, to provide self-esteem for amusement park workers who, you know, had previously been told um, this was low culture and not worthy of you know, arts attention, and then thirdly, within New York City, to allow self-expression for wacky New York City artists. And, you know, um, having done now 32 mermaid parades, it's the largest art parade in the country, and um, 
you know, I'm just in awe that something that I had thought up in my head is an almost an official New York City holiday. It's Absolutely. the way the city celebrates summertime. Absolutely. It is a major, major event on the cultural calendar of Brooklyn and New York City, the five boroughs. Um, sure. Still under the same management. And although... Um, we adjust the parade from time to time and deal with our responsibility to the citizens of New York and to the 800,000 people who come to watch the parade to run it properly, to make sure they're safe, to ensure an entire city for the day. Um, the cost of mounting the Mermaid Parade have grown not because that the art has gotten so much more expensive, but to cover the legitimate safety concerns of the huge crowd that comes to watch the artists do their yeah, thing. Yeah, reportedly there's been a million people in attendance watching the well, parade. Well, at least 800,000, I'll verify Christ. that. Uh, so putting on the Mermaid Parade these days costs well over $100,000 for... A free event that we give away to New York City. And as long as we can figure out how to do that, some years it's Kickstarters, some years are harder than others. Uh, if you're running a major corporation and listen to uh, Lunch with Legs, yes, <laughs> we're happy to sponsor your product and give it um, some advertising time at the Mermaid Parade. But it's still pretty much true to its inception and very much an arts event. It's not Macy's selling you toys and it's not an ethnic or religious long-term celebration. It's something uh, that in 1983 I just made up. Wow. That's extraordinary. Well, I, I mean, thank you for it. It is the Mermaid Parade is one of the wildest, most fun full-on events, and I've been very fortunate to march in it for a few years. And you've done nicely costuming <laughs> Thank you yourself. Much. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> it, you know, events like that where uh, there's art rules that other people have to work within don't catch on and happen unless hundreds if not thousands of people respond to it. Indeed. Indeed. Um, can you speak briefly about how Coney is doing after Hurricane Sandy last year because that was a wallop. Well, not last year, a two year years ago. almost two years Jesus, ago. And right it's two years nicely ago. recovered. You'd have to look long and hard to find hurricane damage. Now not to belittle uh, suffering that's still going on in the residential neighborhood, but within the amusement park it forced all of us to renovate and uh fix up our places there was change happening in Coney Island anyway but even uh, the people who'd been here a long time like my organization Coney Island USA or Nathan's or Spookarama or many beloved institutions that had been here for decades uh, we had to fix up a bit and uh, the results are actually pretty satisfying I think it's, you know, it was a horrible thing to live through, but at least in terms of this venue here, we're um, a better venue and in better shape than we were before 
Absolutely. Well, that water, that big flood. That's amazing. And I have to say, I understand you have an apartment down here in Coney, and you were in your apartment during the hurricane. So, two buildings uh, that, you know, uh, my arts organization operates out of the company pickup truck and my personal um, living loft three blocks away, which is a ground floor loft where all under six feet of water. It, you know, for those of us in Coney Island and ground floor residents, myself, it was our Katrina moment. Understandable. And everything's okay now. So thank God. Just come out and hang out at Coney Island and be astonished. You know, even aside from the hurricane, just the changes that have gone on here are dramatic. But there's. A critical mass now once they open that incredible Thunderbolt roller coaster. Um, yes. the, the new Coney Island um, has impressive things to it. And whether you're um, straight, middle class, or a hipster, um, a good time can be had at all, by all in the neighborhood again. Absolutely. Now, if people uh, want to support Coney Island USA, how can they do so? That's simple. To find out what we're up to, to support us, to join us, um, the website is ConeyIsland.com. It's that simple. Everything's right there. You can follow me on Twitter at Dick Ziggin. That's right. That's right. You have kindly retweeted some of my tweets. I'm um, all that. over social media. I'm not a <laughs> Facebook guy, but you can't keep me off of Twitter. I love Twitter. It's the best. Well, thank you so much, Dick, for taking some time out of your day to. to so they're speak. yelling, "Showtime! Showtime!" Uh, See if you I can might... grab some of the performers That's before exactly they go on stage. Exactly what I'm doing next. All right, and I'm going to finish lunch. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Norman Blake. I'm grown, uh, born and bred Brooklynite, and uh, I'm one of the house photographers here at Coney Island, USA. I guess you you are one of the ubiquitous presences here at Coney Island. I see. I mean, I'm, it's it's such a pleasure to see you pretty much at every single burlesque show, and then during the day sometimes too. Well, I tr- I try, and like I said, now that I take care of a lot of other photography around here and everything too, I kind of make it a point to be around when we have something really important going on. Absolutely. How long have you been the photographer here at Coney? I've been around here probably for about 13 years. They only gave me, quote unquote, the official title maybe about five or six years ago. Oh, that recently? Yeah. I I. My basic start here was meeting meeting Fred and Bambi on the boardwalk during the Mermaid Parade. Really? And and then they got me kind of involved with the burlesque from that point. And even then, I was just kind of showing up for a show here or there and things like that. And then Bambi finally, because I didn't always have the money to come to the shows and everything like that. And Bambi walked up to Dick one day and just said to him, well, he doesn't pay to get into our shows anymore. So I, that's when I started showing up at the burlesque shows a lot more. Then as I started that, I kind of met other people in the burlesque community through this place and started going to all the other venues and shows and everything like that until up until recently. I've kind of just kept it to Coney Island because we now have two days a week rather than just one day a week. 
Right. And pretty much everybody that's anybody comes through here at some point, or in one way, shape, or form, during a show yeah. here. So it's and my and then my real job. I had gotten a real job in the middle of all of this too. So wow. it's kind of hard to juggle both the real job and the and the the my recreational job. My recreational <laughs> sort of my recreational job, if you want to put it that way. Yes. I have to say, I, I'm I I know we had a conversation years ago, and I asked you, are you ever going to come out with a book of all That's, your photography? That that was what I was another point I was going to get to. That was when I put the hard press on doing burlesque because Bambi put that idea into my head. Absolutely, and you, above any other photographer that I'm aware of, I mean, clearly with the exception of like Ed Barnes and Al, Alan Lee and you know a bunch of other guys. I've probably Don got Spiro. more than a couple. Yeah, I was going to say Don or Ed probably have a little more than I do because mm -hmm. they had already been in it mm -hmm. at that point. But uh, I mean, I've accumulated a lot now. How from, many would you say you have? Uh, thousands. I, oh, I, I shoot hundreds almost, of thousands, tens of thousands. I'd say in the tens of thousands. I could. I uh, maybe I do have over. I definitely have over a hundred thousand because I mean I lately shot. I shoot maybe on average just under a thousand photos at a show sometimes. Wow, wow. But then again, I also my from my background as a car racing photographer, I tend to shoot a whole act. I mean, I'll shoot a whole act through, so that could entail, it's according to how long and drawn out the act is, and if I haven't seen it before, I'll definitely make sure I try to get a record of it. Yeah. yeah. See, I come from a photojournalistic background, so I, I, I tend to want to tell a story with the pictures, and if you don't, you can't just shoot five photos of an act that goes on for ten minutes. Of course. And, of course, and then make you? it kind of flow, if you are going to do it in a book or show somebody, okay, Here's this person's act. Well, this is how it starts. This is how it is kind of in the middle, and then this is the ending. Or if you want to give the ending away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what would you say are some of the? I mean, being able to witness and observe Coney through the lens of your camera, as well as just being here all the time. What would you say? I mean, Coney Island is blessedly full of the most wonderfully strange individuals I've ever met in my life. What what would you say to that, you know, to that end? I mean, that, have that you... You're, you hit the nail on the head. <laughs> we, we all have our own characters. We all, we all have our way of doing things and doing stuff. But I, I, like you said, I've seen countless numbers of sideshow performers and countless numbers of burlesque performers. And what about the audience right? members? They're always... They're, they're, they're Some of the audience members have got, got... In the yes. best possible way. And sometimes yeah, but, not in the best but, possible way, but... but you, it, but it helps motivate you guys when you're on stage. That's Absolutely. just it. Absolutely. Talk it's, about keeping us on our toes. Yes. Well, that's 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 all part. As I've come to see, as a, as, a, as you want to put, as a casual observer, I've I've gotten to see, and also I've gotten involved a few times. Actually, not not by my choice all the time. But I feel uh, like I may have witnessed some of that. Maybe at some <laughs> of like the this or that shows. I feel. No, I. I no, never, never did a this or that show because I was the photographer for them. So well, maybe you're just, lucky in that and way. I just, I, yeah, <laughs> that kind of makes me immune to certain things. But then again, I have have done a burlesque act once with. Uh, no, really? Yes, I did an act with Rosewood one night at a badass show. Oh my God! On here in Coney. No, at oh at the, the Bowery Poetry Club. Oh my God! <laughs> so I've been on both ends. I've got, I've gotten instigated a couple of times on stage here. Oh my lord! Matt, Matt Frazier 
pulled me up on stage one night during an Ass Freak show, and I won't, I won't mention, and, and solidarity to Lori Lieber, our other house photographer, I won't say what the actions were on our, both our cards. <laughs> so do, do the math on the title of the show. <laughs> yeah, and that might, that, that'll begin to paint a color, begin to paint the picture, rather. <laughs> what, are you, what are some of your favorite memories or sort of moments being out here at Coney? Oh, geez, there's... I would actually have to sit through photos and and, and sell you because there's, there's been a lot. I mean, like, acts. It's seen just classic acts by like Julie and Dirty Martini, people like that. Yeah. Any what like? If and there, and, is there then, and then on the same side, them their classic side as opposed to their their wild side, <laughs> which is definitely there. Which is definitely that what everybody brings out to Coney Island most of the time is their wild side of things. Absolutely, and even like just being here. I mean, you said that you met Fred and Bambi while you were shooting the Mermaid Parade. Just we would hang around. I mean, that was just my before I got to really know anybody here. I mean, those were the first people I got to meet, and then eventually kind of wandered my way over here to the sideshow and just started when my racing career kind of took a downturn from there I just started hanging around out here more because I would do it sporadically when I was home from a race like during a week I'd walk around here and shoot pictures just kind of of the environment and everything like that mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so and I mean it's always it's it's been that way all along that's that's why I'm that's why I was out here a lot more often than I can when I wasn't going to races all the time and everything I'd come out here and just shoot in general wow and then once I started getting involved with Coney Island USA, it's like sort of my home away from home now. Yeah. Well, was your in the Mermaid Parade, or did you come to meet it in a different I just, way? I would just come to shoot the parade. I'd just come and shoot pictures in general. And it was just as I got to know, once I got to know Fred and Bambi and everything. And then the other thing that started getting me involved with Coney Island USA was helping out with the weekly film series. Oh, I yeah, would, in I the would, summertime. I would help Rob Letty and, and then wife. Uh, you know, take tickets, make popcorn, whatever it took to to do the movies here. That's great. And how long has that been going on? That's oh, that again. That's about thirteen years ago. So it's been going on. It's been going on ever since I've been involved here. It just has gone from a minor thing to more and more and more. And then once Rob got to know me, he got me involved with the film festival, and I am the the, the official photographer for the film festival. Mm -hmm. And I have been, I have been for at least probably about ten years now or more. Wow, and the film festival happens in September? In the end of September, yeah. dates elude me right now. I think it's like the third week in sep third weekend in September. Oh, cool. And that's, that's I mean, does that accept international film entries? We'll accept entries from anyone and everyone. Wow, so attention-budding filmmakers, yeah. if you want to well, apply. Get, get ready for next year. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. prepare for 2015. Yeah. I can't believe that's next year. Jeez, that sounds so weird to say. Yeah. Uh -huh. um, Let's see what um, I I would love. I've been asking everybody the same question, which is if you were to if you were to speak to somebody who had never been to Coney Island before to paint a portrait of what it's like out here, both within your experience and what it's like just to walk down the street in Coney Island outside the sideshow, what would you say to them? Well, actually, I kind of have it easy because a lot of the times I have a, an either an MP3 player or some prints in my bag with me that I carry all the time. So I kind of give them a description, say, you know, we, you know, rides, sideshow, the beach, you know, the, cycl the cyclone, now the new Thunderbolt. How long has it been open for, by the way? The Thunderbolt's Thunderbolt. been open now since, I think, the middle of June. Was it as early as June? I knew it was open by the f July 4th, I thought. 
Oh, yeah, but yeah, middle of June. Well, they, they were going for Memorial Day. They just missed their deadline because of weather and, and, a, and a shipping problem that they had with some of the, tr the track. But, I mean, they pretty much were close to that. So I think it was just like the beginning of the June, like first week or so in June is when they finally got to officially open it. Wow. Have you been into Shoot Luna Park and any of those amusements at all? Yeah, I have. Well, actually, one of my one of the friends I hang around with here is their photographer oh, that cool. does all the work for Luna Park and everything like that. So we kind of we kind of can get away with things, and that most people can't. See, we myself and a few other friends uh, are noted in the neighborhood here, so we kind of have the inside track on being able to do things that other people can't. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Cart. Cart Coney, as it were. Yeah. Well, we, we kind of get to endlessly ride the Wonder Wheel. <laughs> oh, that's the best. That is the best. We, we, try to, we try to tend to go up there around sunset or so just to kind of watch things and get, get what cameras we can to fit out through the holes in the, in the cars to shoot some pictures once in a while. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, is there anything else you would like to say to my listeners about anything about Coney, about your work, where they can find photos of your work? Uh, I just I have just a basic Flickr site that I put pictures up on once in a while, and I am on Facebook. If people want to find you on Flickr or Facebook, do they just search for Norman just, Blake? Just for Norman Blake. Probably Norman Blake Photography, because my luck, there's a... Uh, Bluegrass singer with the same name. Oh man! <laughs> well, bluegrass so, or burlesque photos. <laughs> yeah, well, it's just if you don't put the photography, you'll see a lot of bluegrass stuff before you find mine. You'll buried. know you're on the wrong Norman Blake. Yeah, I'm on the, <laughs> under the on the wrong end of things here. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much, Norman, for taking some time today to talk. I oh, really you're welcome. It. Glad you. to do it. <laughs> And there you have it, folks, my two sweet little interviews with Dick and Norman, two lovely guys who have given a lot to Coney. Do please go check out Coney's website, ConeyIsland.com. Support them, become a member, and at least go, 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 go. Go see them in action. Go see the sideshow. Go visit the museum. Come to town to see the Mermaid Parade. It always happens right around the summer solstice. Again, you can check that out on ConeyIsland.com for the exact dates. You can register. You can march in the parade. If you are a film fan, you can go check out their film festival, which I believe happens in September. Again, I could be wrong. But either way, do please go support them, if not financially, with your presence and with your love. Thanks so much for tuning in today, guys. Hope you are all well, and I look forward to bringing you a barrage of incredible episodes coming up. Take care, guys. Be good to you. Lots of love. <laughs>